You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's cold in downtown Calgary. It's cold. It's chilly. Stay stay safe out there. It's minus 29 right now. Uh, Feels like minus 46. So uh, we're asking you at 960-960, some of your cold weather hacks. Help a brother out. 960-960, name and location. We'll do that at 830. We'll also talk about this Eric Spolstra extension, which is kind of weird. But we'll explain. But right now, um, speaking of cold weather games, the Miami Dolphins on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend in what will be a chilly matchup on Saturday night. Um, There's also a conspiracy theory tied to this game. Our next guest is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sportsnet 960, joining us on the Atlas Pizza and Sportsbar guest hotline. Say good morning to Derek Wills. How are you, sir? Good morning, guys. I'm doing okay. How are you? Good. Uh, Do you want to hear about the Dolphins-Chiefs conspiracy theory? Sure, let's hear it. So on Saturday night, that game is only available on NBC's streaming platform, Peacock. Mm-hmm. And the reason why NBC and the NFL did that, because they knew Taylor Swift will be at the game, and they're hoping Swifties subscribe to the stream to watch her at the game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I've read about that. I actually think it's pretty ingenious. I mean, it's like <laughs> All right. six bucks US to, to su- subscribe for one month. So it's not like they're charging what you would pay for a boxing or wrestling or MMA pay-per-view. Uh, but I think it's actually smart on behalf of NBC. It's a great way to expose their uh, streaming platform to some new people. And it's if you're in the US, it's the only way you can watch the game. We're lucky here in Canada because it'll be on network television. But yeah, in the US, you're going to have to pony up six bucks and and if you don't then i guess you might try to find an illegal stream somewhere but uh i'd rather pay the six bucks and, and watch it in 4k so illegal stream. yeah uh we'll, we'll obviously be able to watch it up here in canada it'll yeah. be on the three letter network uh, which is super exciting do you want to talk about your dolphins or do you want to talk about the flames first uh, we can stick with the dolphins if all you right want. let's do it um I, I don't know why I have this take, um, but it, it's one that I've been uh, percolating on for a while. It makes me mad. He's cost me on a couple prop bets. Is Jalen Waddle the softest guy in the NFL? Because I feel like he is. No. Are you he, sure? He's actually played through a lot this year. And I think he wanted to play last week and maybe the week before. But the Dolphins have been super cautious with bringing players back from injury. And... I didn't really understand it last week, to be honest. I mean, it was an opportunity to win the division for the first time in forever to secure the number two seed in the AFC and home field throughout the playoffs. And I thought him and Raheem Mostert were both going to play, and they both sat. And Dolphins go out and play, blow a couple of leads, lose about 100 more players, and uh, now they're off to Kansas City to play in a minus 1,000-degree game. So... Uh, I, I don't think he's soft. I actually think he's played through a lot this season. I think Tyreek Hill's playing through a bunch right now as well. And uh, it's it's the NFL. I mean, uh, I think some teams probably push guys to play at uh, way below 100%, but the Dolphins uh, don't really appear to be one of those teams from, from what I can see. Do you feel like your Dolphins are going to do better because you're going to kind of be in lockstep? Like it's going to be cold as hell here. It's going to be cold in Kansas City. You guys are both going to be freezing in all your Dolphins gear. 
Yeah, I don't know if there's really any correlation there, oh. Matt. Um, <laughs> no imagination. I mean, well, <laughs> fine. Yeah, I, I mean, he just threw a fire the, blanket on yeah. that take of yours right there. Wow. Yeah, the game against Baltimore was was tough to watch because they were in it until they weren't, and then it got ugly. Uh, the game against Buffalo was hard to watch because they had control of that game and until they didn't, um, and then they had a chance to win it at the end and. Chase Claypool runs the wrong route, and there's an interception, and game over. Uh, AFC East title, unwinnable. And, and now you got to go on the road to Kansas City to play the defending champions. Uh, you're a warm-weather team, and it's going to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. Now, do the Chiefs scare me as a team? No, not really. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has Travis Kelsey, who uh, has maybe been a little bit distracted by a certain someone this year and hasn't really looked like himself. Uh, other than that, I don't think he has any receivers he really trusts. He's got a pretty good running back on Isaiah Pacheco, pretty good defense. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game featuring probably a lot of runs and uh, maybe some turnovers. I mean, I can't uh, imagine other teams going to try to push the ball down the field all that often when everybody's hands are frozen and the football is frozen. So we'll see. I mean, I said before last week's game against the Bills that I actually liked a first-round matchup against the Chiefs better than playing the Bills in back-to-back weeks, but then I didn't like the road after that. But you know what? Ultimately, guys, it might not matter because they're without so many players on the defensive side of the football. They're without uh, their top three edge rushers. So they lost their top two guys who are both having Pro Bowl type of years. They got Bruce Irvin. I don't know what you're worried about. He's 36. Oh, well, they got Justin Houston. Well, he's, I don't know how old he is. He's 34. couch as well. Yeah, so there you go. So, I mean, you never know. Could be... uh, it uh, could be lightning in a bucket or a bottle. What's that saying? I forget. Yeah. I got messed up by the guy who used to be on the station, but uh, y- you never know. It's probably going to be a messy game, but uh, I don't like their chances if they win in Kansas City to win in Baltimore. So I want to uh, push back one game left. on something you said about Travis Kelsey that a lot of people have said that I want to get on the air because I think this is ridiculous that he is being distracted by Travis by Taylor Swift. Who has had a more challenging offseason? Travis Kel or off the field, who's dealing with more? Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill's house burned down and he had seven different women accuse him of having a child with him in one year. Just seven? Well, I'm not how is that, that more? How but, is that yeah. more dist- more distracted than Travis Kelsey, who's having a, I would add, very nice time with his girlfriend? Yeah, I I just think is. I just think yeah. that story is ridiculous, and I just wanted to put that on the air. I just want to push back against that. Yeah, because I, that's I mean, preposterous. I was saying it tongue-in-cheek a little bit, but um, the, the problem with the Chiefs is they're so one-dimensional on offense, especially if Pacheco's not playing. It basically, it's Kelsey and no one else, and if you double-team him or bracket him, then uh, what do the Chiefs do on offense? Just hope Mahomes makes something out of nothing? I mean, that's not exactly a good game plan, but um, we'll see what happens on Saturday. You know what the, the other problem is with them losing to the Bills last Sunday in the final game of the regular season in the NFL is if they had won that game, they would have played this Sunday. And I wouldn't have had to try to ignore the score of the game all day because I'm trying to call a Flames game and then then watch the Dolphins game live when I get home. So uh, they didn't do me a favor by losing either. So they should feel bad about that. Going to be super interesting, uh, the NFL playoffs. Outside of your Dolphins, it feels like the AFC is kind of wide open. Is this Baltimore's to lose? Do the Bills on this momentum they're on right now could potentially ride it 
all the way to a Super Bowl appearance. Are the Browns dangerous with Joe Flacco and that really good defense? Outside of your Dolphins, what are you looking for in the AFC? Yeah, I think it's the Ravens conference to lose at this point. If Lamar Jackson stays healthy, I mean, they're just rolling right now. And basically, they got to use week 18 as a bye week to to rest up their players. So I I think it's definitely their conference to lose. Uh, As for the Bills, who knows? I mean, they're pretty banged up as well. And for some reason, Diggs has just completely disappeared from that offense for the last month, month and a half. And you never know what you're going to get with Allen. I mean, last Sunday's game against the Dolphins was a perfect example of that. Turns the ball over three times, a couple of interceptions and a, a fumble. Yeah. And then in the second half, puts on his cape. And I wouldn't say he willed them to the win, but uh, he was the most important player on the field for them as they battled back to win that game. He tried to give it away in the first half and then went out and won it in the second half. Bills didn't play well in that game. They haven't played well for weeks. Last time they played well was that game against the Cowboys. Yeah. But they keep finding ways to win, which ultimately is is the end goal here. But I, I can't see them beating Baltimore unless Allen just goes out of his mind and, and doesn't turn the ball over one, two, three, four times. Uh, as for the Browns, great defense. But Joe Flacco? I mean, he's done it nice before, story, man. Nice little run. I know, he's but that was 100 years ago. Yep. He's, he's and I, slinging like, it. And their weapons on offense don't really scare me either. I mean, they lost Kareem Hunt, or not Kareem Hunt. They've got Kareem Hunt now. Nick but uh, they lost, uh, Nick yeah, Chubb. Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb's brother, both boys out for the whole year. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know if they have enough on offense, but they say defense wins championships, and they've yeah. got maybe the best defense. So. It's going to be interesting. I think the NFC is interesting too. Oh, yeah. I mean, the 49ers look like the team to beat, and, and they kind of fell off a little bit. So we'll see. Yeah, it's going to be uh, super, super fascinating. Can't wait for super wild card weekend. Um, Derek Wills is the voice of the Flames on Sports at 960. He's joining us here on the Atlas Beats and Sports Bar guest hall and Big Show, Russick and Rose. Um, Flames on the road tonight in uh, at the Mullet to play the Coyotes. And uh, we talked about knowing your Calgary Flames through 41 games of the season. Do you want to play along here? Sure. Because you have obviously uh, watched every game extremely closely. Um, who leads uh, the Calgary Flames in penalty minutes this season, Derek Wills? Oh, that's a good question. I don't actually know. Uh, you want to guess? You got to guess. Uh, Who's taken a lot of like really lazy offenses? Yes, yes, he leads the team with forty-one penalty minutes. Who leads the team in power play goals? There's three guys, Derek. Three guys tied at two, which is not good. But three guys have two Uh, goals each. Elias Lindholm, correct. Um, Igor Sharangovich, new. Nas and Kadri? Yes. I got one more. Yep. Um, is it Jonathan Huberto? No, I wish. Uh, it's the penalty minutes leader. Andrew Bonjapani has two power play goals this season. And uh, before I let you go, um, who leads a team in assists? No. We I'm can't... not letting you go, but oh, I mean, okay. like, no, you're playing. Like, we have so much more. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> who leads the team in assists? Yeah. Well, I know that Blake Coleman leads the team in everything but assists. Yes, he does. Uh... Well, you guys are making me sound bad here. I shouldn't have played this game. You should have deferred. Up. You we should all, have deferred to the second half. We all got rolled up on it the last segment. This is. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, I'm going to go with. Is it a defenseman? Nope, it's Nazem Kadri. No? 19 assists. No, I was going to I was going to say Kadri, but he's got a lot of goals too, so I that's what uh 13 goals on that one. for Nazem Kadri. Um Yeah, he's having a good year. Um 18 18 and 5. We had the conversation before you jumped on. This is pretty much where we thought they would be, right? Like after the start in October, it was a very slow start. We saw some nice stretches of play here. Then you have those two disappointing losses to wrap up the roadie. Um and then you have the big win over the Senators at home like this is pretty much where this team should be challenging for a playoff spot, 500. I think all in all, with all the changes in, in the front office and behind the bench, like this is, it's been so far so good, I would say, through 41 games, Derek. Well, that's a uh, glass half full way to look at it. It's the I way I live my life, Derek. That, uh, that are looking at it that way. You've got uh, Team Tank, and then you've got people who are, are pulling for them to, to push for a playoff spot doesn't seem to be a lot of people well, in between. Well, well sorry, um, I don't mean to interrupt, but like the way the way we've talked about it on this show is the best case scenario for the Calgary Flames is to maximize the value they get for guys like Hannafin, Lindholm, and Tanev, and then still challenge for a playoff spot down the stretch. I think that's yeah, best I, case scenario. I think that's fair. Especially if, if those guys don't want to re-sign here and you have to trade them, then I, I think that almost makes it easier in a sense because – then you just uh, get the best return you can for three guys who should all bring a, a good return. I would say good return in Tanev's case, uh, really good return in Lindholm's case. And with the way he's playing, maybe a really, really good return uh, in Hannafin's case. Yeah, it's been an interesting season. I would say that, yes, I expected them to be fighting for a playoff spot, but no, I didn't expect them to be a 500 hockey team after 41 games. I mean, if you would have asked me that question after they started two seven and one, sure. But prior to the start of the season, no, I didn't think they were going to be a five hundred team, and I, I probably underestimated, you know, how much time it would take to adjust to a, a new coaching staff and a new way of playing, specifically in the defensive zone. And it it, it did take some time for them to figure out that new uh, zone defense instead of playing man on man like they had under Daryl Sutter the last couple of years, and. Jacob Markstrom has bounced back. I, I thought there would be a little, little bit longer list of players that had bounced back seasons. And it's been good to see uh, Jonathan Huberto and Andrew Mangiapane start to turn things around late. Huberto's got six points in, in his last six games and Mangiapane's got seven in his last six. Um, but it took him a while to kind of get going offensively. And I didn't think that would be the case. So, yeah, they are kind of where I thought they'd be. Uh, maybe not uh, quite as high up in the standings or with as many points, but I did expect them to be fighting for a playoff spot, and that's where they are. And I do think they're trending in the right direction. Uh, they've only played a handful of bad hockey games this year where I would question their effort at the end of the night. There were some games, especially early, where the execution wasn't where it needed to be. But, you know, they're a team that's uh, found ways to win, even when they've fallen behind, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And I haven't looked uh, since last night's game to games came to an end. But they are tied for the league lead in uh, – wins when trailing through 20 minutes and they lead the league and third period come from behind wins. So it's a team that, uh, you know, they played for each other. They played for their coach, uh, which I know a lot of people wondered about at times last year. So it, it's been, it's been fun to watch this team last year. It was tough to watch this team on a lot of nights this year. There's only been a handful of nights where I would say that now Sunday afternoon in Chicago would be one of those games. That was a tough one against the Blackhawks, but you know, there haven't been many. So I think uh, if you're a diehard Flames fan that 
you know, wants to see the team win hockey games, even if they do decide to go in the direction of uh, a retool or a rebuild, uh, I think you have to be happy with the effort you've seen from the group on most nights. I wanted to ask you a little bit about Michael Backlund. He'll uh, pass Mark Giordano for the games played, Mark, within the franchise tonight, uh, skating down at the Mullet in Arizona on the dad's trip as well, which is pretty cool in its own sense. Uh, perhaps just a thought on what you've seen from the captain of late. Yeah, what a great video the Flames put out. Mm -hmm. uh, if you haven't uh, watched it, just check out their social channels or website. But, you know, Michael Backlund ties Mark Giordano for second most games played in franchise history with 949 a couple of nights ago. And uh, you mentioned the dad's trip, his father's in town, and then his wife and, and daughters were in there to read the starters and uh, give dad a hug. That was a pretty cool moment. But you know, he's just meant so much to this organization and to this city. And it couldn't happen to a better guy. You guys have been around him. He's just an, an outstanding human being, first and foremost. And uh, having been on some father's trips and having had a chance to to spend a little bit of time with his dad, I can tell you the apple did not fall far from the tree there in the Backlund family. So pretty cool that uh, he's able to do it with his dad in town. And uh, he's, he's having another good season. And uh, Michael Backlund for a long, long time with this team has been a fixer, a guy who you can put a struggling player with and, and he can help get that guy going. And I would suggest that um, he probably played a role in helping Jonathan Huberto and and now Andrew Majapani turn the corner a little bit. And, you know, he's just been so great on that line with Blake Holm. And that's been just a, a dynamic duel for the Flames. So couldn't happen to a better guy. Really happy for him. Uh, he's inching a little bit closer to a thousand games, which I wondered if that would happen in a Flames jersey with, uh, with what he said at the end of last season and no contract for a good chunk of the off season, but you know, him uh, signing an extension and, and getting the captaincy and now moving into sole possession of second place all time in games played behind only Jerome McGinley. Uh, I think it's fitting for a guy who's given a good chunk of his life to, to this team and to the city. What's the ideal fourth line for this team right now? And does that change oh. when Jacob Pelche and Kevin Rooney can return to the NHL? Well, it definitely changes when those two guys come back, or at least one of those guys comes back, because Jacob Pelche is going to play. Uh, Kevin Rooney could potentially play. I, I don't know. I had him penciled in as my fourth-line centerman to start the season, uh, but sometimes an injury can can put you in a tough spot. So we'll see what happens with him. But uh, with the way the fourth line has played, I would think that uh, at least two of the three guys who have been regulars on that line are are in danger. Uh, we saw Dylan Dubé scratch for the first time in about three seasons the other night. And the Flames won, so I, I do wonder if he gets back in against the Coyotes tonight or if he has to wait until the team loses. Walker Dewar, I, I really liked him last season. They give him an extension, and he hasn't looked like the same player this season, although I thought he maybe played his best game of the season the other night, so I'm hoping that was you know, finally a step in the right direction for him. A.J. Greer, I mean, what more could you ask? From him, he's had one, maybe two bad games since the Flames got him for free on waivers. And, and in his role, has probably been as consistent as almost anybody on the team. And who, who thought he would chip in the way he has offensively? You know, he, he told me his idol is Alexander Ovechkin, which explains that tinted visor. Last time I checked, he had two fewer goals than arguably the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game. A.J. Greer with a career-high six goals couple of points away from equaling his career high of 12 as well. So he's been fantastic. Uh, and then there's uh, Adam Ruzicka, who 
he teases you because you see all that size and all that skill and uh, once in a while he shows you what he can do with it but he has been up and down and I would say more down than up again this season so ideal fourth line it, it really depends if if guys are playing to their potential if if guys were playing to their potential Dylan Dubé wouldn't be playing on the fourth line but for the sake of this conversation it would be Dylan Dubé uh, either at center or on the wing, uh, AJ Greer on left wing. I'm going to leave him in that spot because he's earned it. And I mean, Jacob Pelche is going to play, but again, I don't necessarily want him playing on my fourth line. I think that there could be a spot for him in the top nine, but if not, it would be him. And if it's not him, then boy, I'd like to see Walker Dewar build on, on what we saw the other night. He's got a great combination of size and speed. And he just played a straight line the other night and was an effective player. So um, because he's under contract and because he's youngish and I think can be good in that role, I'll, I'll go with him. Um, I, know you, I know you talk about, um, again, Dylan Dubé, only 25 years old. Um, Rajitska is only 24. But both guys are heading into restricted free agency this summer. If I'm the Calgary Flames, I, I'm not quite sure I want to give those guys an extension. I think those are potentially two players that just maybe need to change the scenery Derek, we see it all the time in the league that sometimes it just doesn't eventually work out in the city. And you're right. Uh, Rajuska shows you flashes of being, you know, a guy that could be a very good offensive player in this league. And then he disappears for mm-hmm. long stretches. If I'm the Flames, I'm not committing to either of those guys. And we talk about the big names at the deadline. If you can get some sort of asset for both of those guys, I think that's something Craig Conroy should do at the deadline. I would agree with Rajitska. I need to see some more from Dubé. They've played 41 of 82 games. The first 41 were not good. Not good at all. I mean, pointless in 20, goalless in 24. For a guy who equaled his career high with 18 goals and established a new career high with 45 points last season. And then for the third straight offseason, did the work and finished first in fitness testing. I I thought he was going to... Yeah, I, sorry, I keep hearing that. Step forward. Again, do fans care? Like, it's about production. That's great that he comes into shape and uh, he takes his job very seriously. Is. And that's just a testament to himself and his character. That's great. But who are you going to play him over in this lineup right now? Who does he deserve to play over? That's the biggest thing. And if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna commit to him long term, I just look at some of these younger guys who are coming up. And I'd much rather see opportunities for a Jacob Peltier, a Matt Coronado a Connor Zary than uh, Yegor Sharangovich than having, you know, paying yeah, they're three... not competing with no, Dylan Dubé. Right, they're, they're but, but I also don't want to pay a guy three-plus million dollars to play in my fourth well, line. Well, you're not. You're not. You're not paying Dylan Dubé three-plus million dollars. That That's not even a, a conversation for me at this point. 2.3 uh, this season. For me, it's about yeah. he's played 41 games. It hasn't gone well. Before I just give him away, I, I want to see how he performs as we head into the second half of the season. If they were to move on from Adam Rajitska today, I think I would be okay with that. Hmm. Dylan Dubé has done enough during his time with the Flames where he deserved to sit the other night. There's no doubt about it. And he probably would have sat a lot sooner if Rooney was healthy and Peltier was healthy, but he didn't. And now he has. Let's see how he responds to that. There's enough there with him. And we saw it last season, guys. We haven't seen it this season, but we saw it last season. There's enough there with him where... Uh, I want to make sure I'm not just 
throwing him away mm. or giving him away for next to nothing because you're not going to get a big return for him with the way the season has gone if he could potentially turn it around. I, I don't think he suddenly forgot how to play hockey. He's 25. He should be going into the prime of his career. It's not like he's 35 and he's lost a step. I, I think he's lost his confidence. I think he's lost his way. Uh, I don't think he expected to be playing a fourth-line role with this team. And he doesn't deserve to be playing any more than that right, right now. But they make him a healthy scratch for the first time in three years. They're heading into the second half. I want to see how he responds to that before uh, I consider trading him. Because, again, teams aren't knocking at your door or knocking down your door to, to, to get Dylan Dubé right now. And, and if they are, they're trying to steal him. So I'm not giving him away. That, that's for sure. Got to ask you about Oliver Shillington as well. Makes his return to the AHL today. What a great story. It absolutely is. And uh, I had a brief conversation with him last week. He was uh, just kind of sticking his head out the gym door as we were walking into the dressing room for media availability. And he just had a huge smile on his face. And you know, something I talked about uh, on the Daily Calgary Flames roundtable yesterday was guys are having fun coming to the rink again. And I think he's having fun coming to the rink again. And I don't think that that should be lost in what we've seen from the Flames in the first 41 games this season. This was a team that last season, at times at least, didn't really seem to be on the same page or pulling in the same direction. Uh, I can't say that about them this season, even though they haven't had as much success as I thought they would have or maybe potentially will have in the second half. But, you know, Oliver Shillington is a guy, and it's been so long since we've seen him play, what is it, May of 2022? that we forget how good he was playing on a second pairing with Chris Tanev. So he's done a lot of hard work off the ice. And I give a ton of credit to the Flames organization from ownership down for supporting him in all the ways that they've had. They have. I mean, they haven't pressured him to come back or make a decision. Basically, they've just been there, given him whatever he's needed, supported him however he needed to be supported, and allowed him to kind of to take one step after another at his own pace. And I think it's just awesome that he feels like he's ready to return to the ice and play in a hockey game again. And I think that hockey could be an escape for him as well. I know that calling games can be an escape for me. So I think playing games could potentially be an escape for him. So anxious to see how it goes, but he's a really good player. And if the Flames could get that guy back this season or next season or for, for maybe seasons to come, That'd be a big boost for the organization because uh, I, I wasn't sure that he would play for the Flames again, but uh, he's going to play for the Wranglers by the sounds of it, so that's awesome. Yeah, again, uh, cautiously, cautiously optimistic is, I think, yeah. um, what we should all be when it comes to Oliver Shillington. Uh, Derek, always a pleasure. Best of luck to your Miami Dolphins on the weekend. Uh, hopefully you're not sad come late Saturday night, but uh, hopefully they can wait because they're a fun team to watch. Maybe Tua won't throw another soul-crushing interception late but maybe they do something in Kansas city and beat the chiefs. Well, you know, the, the guy who was uh, the intended target there is now on the scout team. Yeah. So it might tell you all you okay. need to know about whose fault that interception was. So I don't think we're going to see chase Claypool. Maybe there's a reason that supremely talented Canadian wide receivers bounced around as much as he has, but it should be uh, an interesting game. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not sure about two and not wearing gloves. I'm not sure that's the best idea, but We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I have low expectations warmers. at this point. So, um, I've also had this take that I want to get your opinion on. I don't think I've shared with you. Does Mike McDaniel look like the movie poster of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? 
I haven't seen that one, I don't think. Okay. I'll have to go. I'll you look Google it up it. and you'll be like, yep, that's him. Uh, Derek, terrific stuff. Thanks, pal. Okay, guys. Have a good day. Stay All right. warm. Derek Wills, uh, the voice of the Flames on Sportsnet 916. <laughs> that's such a good reference. <laughs> Because he does, he totally does. Just totally, just I, like I love disheveled him. and like, yeah, he's yeah. super skinny and he's got that weird look on his face all the time. Yeah, and his he, eyes are darting back and forth. And I all love, time. and I love that he rocks the gold watch yeah. and the gold rimmed glasses on the sideline. Oh yeah, I love his drip, as the kids say. I love it. He's a weirdo too, and like you know, knowing Mike McDaniel, what we know about him. Yeah. Like he kind of fits the profile. Yeah, that's what I mean. We had two bags of grass. Yeah. 75 pellets of mescaline. Oh, yeah. yeah. Five sheets of high-powered blotter acid. Yep. Yeah. A salt shaker half full of cocaine. Yeah. A whole galaxy of multicolored uppers, downers, screamers, laughers. Also a quarter tequila. Okay. It goes on. Yeah. It- quarter rum, case of beer, pint of raw ether, two dozen amyl. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, That'll warm me up. Needed all that for the trip. Um. Uh, <laughs> 960, 960, um, name and location. Give us some uh, warming tips. There's a couple of good ones that are on the text line. A couple warming tips. Oh, yeah, really good ones. 960, 960, keep them rolling in because uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you don't really care because a lot of you are working outside. It is flipping freezing in here. And the thing is, a lot of a lot of the... Um, a lot of places that offices, we don't control the temperature in the studio. Nope, it's controlled by Toronto. <laughs> like, you can literally hang meat in here right now. <laughs> You could hang meat and box it like Rocky would in some sort of montage, but it's flipping freezing in here. And if we want to call our boss to turn it up, well, he might be asleep because he's in Vancouver. So there's that. Yeah. Well, he's probably up by he's now. Up. Um, yeah, yeah. They should great. probably turn up the thermostat a little bit here. Art, tell him to turn it up. It's cold. It's cold. It's chilly. Um, and uh, Eric Spolster potentially signed an extension, and the timing's a little weird. And we'll tee up this Coyotes Flames game. It's the big show, Russick and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. Oh, hi there. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown's freezer. It looks like we're just like getting ready to leave, but yeah. we just put on our coats because yeah. we're all cold. Yeah, like I'm wearing a toque indoors, yeah. which I'm vehemently against. Hey, ask GVP about his car. What's going on with your car, oh, the, the heater's not working on this thing. I was, <laughs> second time. It's oh, so no. bad. I was driving. Is that the, a problem? Oh, it's a big, it's a big problem. <laughs> when it's like minus 40? You was, live in Cross Iris? I, I was driving to the gym yesterday. Oh, it's about like a 15-minute like drive or whatever. And I'm like, this, <laughs> yeah. this heater's not working. It's blowing cold air. I go to the gym, do the workout, whatever, come back out. Inside of my car is completely frozen. I'm doing like an interior scrape <laughs> of the windshield. Got the Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> snow everywhere. I was, the I was in, so upset. The interior scrape. Oh, was, <laughs> Vibes like, are low. Could, what else could you do? You carry hot, hot bags of water with you. <laughs> oh, it's little Ziploc bags of hot Very water. Very disappointing when that went down. Just, just terrible timing. Oh, Good. man. <laughs> just come on, man. Yeah, it's cold. You told me this is what you came in today, and I went, my car started fine. Yeah. Oh, you got <laughs> underground parking. Yeah, too. I do. Yeah, yeah, I got to <laughs> plug my thing in. Yeah. Nicely warm in the parking. Yeah. That's one thing, like, I'm just not used to, people plugging in their cars. I plug mine in. I plugged like, it in That's something night. like, oh. It's okay. one of the things, like, it makes sense. Like, I have also a buddy. getting a battery blanket, because the battery, and they're not, everybody thinks, oh, but plugging in the car, my battery's fine. No, they're two different things. That keeps the block heater warm. You need to take care of your battery out there, because the battery hates this. You'll hear a text later, but there's a good explanation on uh, taking care of your battery. At the there summer. you go. Wow. You not only get yeah. mediocre sports talk on this show, <laughs> you get life lessons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Well, GVB and I were talking about mechanics and how, you know, 
I wish I could do it myself because they'll they tell, can tell you me just about anything. Yeah, like how oh, much yeah exactly. Is right? Like, <laughs> sounds right. And Top I'm like, ten. sure, bro. GVP. Where do I pay? Add any freeze to your reservoir. You'll uh, you're just running low. Your heater will start working again. I promise. You, you. might be low on the eighth. Right. You, you got to promise. Didn't you just get a new radiator? I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so bad. I, it might just be low on old, low on some coolant. Yeah, just, some coolant. Okay. just grab this phone. Could be an easy fix. Just grab this phone number here. Just give this guy a shout when you're home, and and he'll help you through it. If it doesn't work, I'll explain. You. Yeah, is it, uh, I don't know. Respectfully. Uh, it's not your Johnson rod? That's okay in your car? I need some more blinker fluid. Your Johnson rod? It is, yeah. It's blinker is fluid? Carburetor carburating? Yeah. Like, is somebody calling the facilities to warm up our studio a little bit? Is that what that phone line? Like, No, that's that Sam. That's IT. That's, that's IT guy that I've been trying to get a hold of for three weeks. <laughs> oh, he's here? Yeah, now. Okay. Uh, facilities is the guy that always talks with John every morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Flames play the Coyotes tonight. Um, are you? I wanted to ask you this because you know how my take about the Coyotes and like the Blue Jackets—they're just inconsequential franchises that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. Do you have a little envy when you watch the Coyotes in their roster? Are you a little envious of their roster? Of theirs? Yeah. No. Okay. Their roster? No. Yeah. Not at all. Like none of the exciting young players they have. No. Not even for a second. Oh, really? Okay. Like, Logan, like, players, yeah, roster? Just You want Nick Bugstad and Jack McBain and no, Troy Stetcher in your life? but some of their good young players. Yeah, like Logan Cooley and Dylan Clint Gunther. Keller is one of the better players in the league. That he's not young about. anymore. He's, he's 25. Like 26. He's, play, he's going to play 500 games this year. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah, he's been, he's been around been for a while. on that team yeah. for years. I'm going to talk with Craig Morgan at 9 o'clock about the Coyotes and... Yeah, like I was going through Clayton Keller's like, he's going to play 500 games this year. Wow. If you want to talk to me about the Docs, okay, I'll listen. I've said that before. They've got they also have especially is, now. I know like, the, I know Cutter Gochi's been a bit of a uh, a donkey here the last little bit, but that's a guy who can play. They're I mean, they're all lottery tickets, but they got 20 picks in the first 3 rounds over the next 3 drafts. <laughs> but again, how far away are they? Right, like everybody talks about draft picks, and that's great. Yeah, no, no, you got to hit on them for sure. Like you got to hit on them. You got to develop them properly, or you like, trade them. Yeah, yep. trade them for veteran talent. They're like, also assets, right? Like that's, and even if you pick good, you pick a good prospect, you can always trade that prospect down the road if you develop them properly and you need someone in before. Yep. Like I understand your point here, but once you get a prospect, it's not just like oh, now you have to wait the four years. It's not like no, you know, sitting on an egg and. Until no, it hatches, you don't get anything. They're here quicker than they ever have been. Well, they have to be because of the salary cap. And, um, like, and I think, like, obviously, if, once the Coyotes figure this thing out with their arena and whatnot, like, that's going to be a destination for players. Like, holy uh, crap, it will be. Uh, what are you looking for more tonight? The continued decent play of Jonathan Huberto or the power play, which has looked better of late? They kind of go hand in hand, even though number 10 is no longer on power play one. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'd probably say Huberto. Power plays ebb and flow. It is what it is. I think Savard's done a pretty good job lately of trying to kind of get things in place. And like we've talked about now, the units have been kind of set for a couple of weeks. Mackenzie Weger hopped on one. That's been one little change that they've made recently. But apart from that, it hasn't been a whole lot. They're doing a lot of the same things. And I just don't think that they've kind of got that superstar that's able to push a power play over the top. Um, but if Huberto continues to play the way he has and continue to take steps forward and, and just build that confidence, I think that's a good thing. You know, six points over six games. Um, yeah, that's 
all you can ask for him. I mean, like, if he goes point per game the rest of the year, he's still not going to have a good year. No. But at the same time, he's going to have a better year than last year. It put him about 65 points. Oof. Be a tough pill to swallow. But that's what we're at. That's where we're at right now. Like, you say if or will be. Like, yeah. yeah. That, he's not going anywhere. Well, Anytime soon. Yeah. Grab Ever. yourself some water. You got to take the pill. Yeah. <laughs> What's the other choice? Yeah, no, you'll be watching him for a long time. Real quick, too, before we get to our text messages. Uh-huh. Um, there's specific players in the league, and I, I, re- I referenced this earlier on in the show that Manny isn't really the biggest fan of. <laughs> One of those guys in Anaheim who potentially seemingly is on the trade block now. The guy that you, I, I think, is it fair to say, is he the most overrated player in the NHL, in your opinion, in Trevor Zegras? Mm. He does the Michigan. It's hard to say that this year because he's having a terrible season. But going into this year, I think that's probably fair. Um, off the top of my head, yeah, I would probably go that way. I mean, any, anybody putting on put on an NHL video game cover, you're a, not even really a year and a half into your career. It's like, a little much. Yeah, but we all knew what, what that was. Yeah, it's the style. He had the biggest him. highlight yeah. in, in who's the target audience for a video game. Yeah, kids. Right. Yeah. Uh, 30-year-old men? No. Oh, no. weird. Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're the Calgary Flames, do you even pick up the phone on that? On what? Zegris? Yeah. Why the hell would you want Trevor Zegris? That's why I'm asking you. No. no. Not no. S- <laughs> what? Why? For he, what? He's been You're a- going to have to give up a ridiculous amount to get him. Like, the Ducks are going to make out like a bandit on this. Watch. Their roster's going to get even better when they get rid of him. You're going to need Because sh- someone's going to overpay for this kid that can put butts in seats. You're going to need to shelter him with, like, two Patrice Bergeron clones. Yeah, have him to essentially. Sort of pro- pro- like but to- where's the best landing spot if, in fact, they do trade him? Again, some- scoring. YouTube? I don't know. <laughs> Instagram? Yeah, Zach Bell, Pavel Barber stuff? Put him. He's got to go with like a place where they can... Guys, there's, they're a very defensible, responsible system where Zegers can... You go do your shit, your stuff. And <laughs> not, I was so you feel it. I've been almost... <laughs> No, you kind of squeezed it out there. (laughs) S is okay. S is okay if it slips out a little bit. You sometimes when you've been getting on a roll lately, you get awfully comfortable around these mics. Yeah, Vernie dropped a couple S bombs, which was fine as long as it isn't the F bomb or the C bomb. You get like one or two S bombs a a week. That's fine. Fine. Yeah, no, listen, Zegris, uh, I don't know. It's... But you know what I mean? Like, he's, like, a Boston would be like, okay, well, I don't know if even if Boston would be a center, because they need a center, obviously, but... Uh, is Zegers he a center? Is... I don't think he's a center at the NHL level. I think he's probably a winger. He is a more, but just, he is a pass-first guy. He is more of a pass-first guy, like, in, in generally, but I get what you're saying there. Like, it, for to be a center, I want my center to be responsible in both ends of the ice, that's how I, I view that position. And if he wants to go sit on a wing somewhere, let him go. Um, got a text. If you were the Yotes, would you trade all of your picks the next three years for Austin Matthews? Yeah, you would. And the Leafs still wouldn't make that deal. <laughs> yeah, you would. In a yeah, heartbeat. You would totally and the Leafs it. would be oh, like, sick. Now what, what was it? JD, yeah. JD Bunkus had the tweet. It was like, man, if, if the if the Leafs players would nego- could uh, negotiate the contracts the way they do, they'd be like, di- like, Stanley like Cup dynasty or whatnot. Like, yeah, the, it here. again, tree with that uh, contract paying $11.5 million for a winger. Huh. I wonder how that feels like. <laughs> Overpaying for a winger. So Paying a lot of winger. So crazy. Way too much money. <laughs> oh, great, a winger. Again, it's about value, right? I'm okay with paying a center gobs of money. There you go. I'm okay with paying a number one blue liner gobs of money. 
I'm a little leery about paying wingers that much money. And I get it. There are certain and I, guys. There's no bigger fan of William Nylander. I love him. Game breaker. But when you pay way too much money on the wing, that's just a recipe for disaster in today's NHL. Yeah, there's certain guys that can do it, but it's a very limited tier. Your Pasternak's, your Panarin's, your Nylander's and Marner's, maybe. Kaprizov. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Apart from that, I don't know how many guys are like moving the needle a whole lot as far as being a winger and being able to drive a line all by themselves, right? So, how much money does Miko Rantanen make? He fits in the list, but he hasn't gotten his big raise yet. He'll be coming right. up pretty soon. I think he's like nine. Oof. But again, he, it, uh, he just signed a six-year, fifty-five million. Yeah, so nine two fives is AAV. Okay. Well, he's he's got two more years in it. He signed yeah. that a while ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. This year yeah. and next year, and then he needs a new contract. There's a lot of guys after next year that That's are in a new I mean. contract. Oh, like, he signed that a while ago. Mark Spector yeah. wrote a kind of story on Leon Dreisaitl the other day. Yeah. About his contract? Mm-hmm. Well, Leon Dreisaitl must have been just rubbing his hands together when he saw that. He's like, hey, uh, Edmonton, can you have Brad Tree Living negotiate my extension, please? Because <laughs> I think that would be great for me. Are those comps? What's the center Leon's against number? a winger? No, it's not. What's Leon's number to start with? What's the max? What's That's a fair question. 15? Whatever. 15? No, but the cap's going up. So whatever the so pers- if he's twenty so percent of the cap is what Leon Dreisaitl is going to get done. So, so if it's eighty seven five, are you going to say no? Like if I'm the Oilers, yeah, I'm going to say no. I am. I'm going to say I'm going to say no. You see what we tried to build around you after we I, paid like, McDavid? Like what do you mean it. you want? What do you mean you want sixteen? I know, but you just want to lose forever? Yeah, but like <laughs> again, again. You gotta find Hart these trophy winner, perennial what forty to fifty goal scorer. You go find these north of hundred points every year. Clones that can play at an NHL level on league <laughs> min, and we'll do it. No problem. I get it. Do it. Fine. I get it. But that's oh, what that, he's gonna get. That's gonna be. Fun that's what to he's watch. gonna get. Like that's the thing. Good luck at Edmonton. And again, are those good problems How to can have? You say that Matthews didn't get the max contract. No one's getting max contracts nowadays. Well, Matthews took that. Uh, they're like, "Hey, I'm going to cash in before I'm 30 again." Yeah, but okay, but here's the difference that we don't talk enough about with what the Leafs do and other teams do. Bonuses. Yeah, the Leafs pay all that money up front, 69 million to William Nylander, all bonus right away. But that's not and relevant they have to... to the point about salary cap structure. No, but you can take a little less AAV if you get all that money up front. But only how many teams can that's, do that? That's what I'm saying the difference is, and not many teams can do that, and that's yeah, their advantage. That's how the Leafs that's can do the that. That's the difference. Can can the Oilers do that? Maybe if they want to. I don't know. Oh, they might be. But, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the difference, that you can maybe take a little less if you're going to front load it all to me. Because it doesn't matter what the and, – and, again, that gives you more flexibility at the end of the contract when the real money is actually like a million dollars a year, and it's not the eleven five that it is against the cap. One of the tweets that was going around yesterday, Matthew Kachuk is going to take home more money than William Nylander. And the AAV, the salaries on those two are like $2 million difference. Yeah. And that's all state tax difference. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. state tax in Florida and your taxes right. in Canada. Uh, right? even, even with the stars, too. Yeah. They make a lot of bank All, all sorts of organizations. Yeah. The Predators, the which, Kraken. Which the league, should actually, the, the league should actually institute maybe something for those teams who don't have state tax. It's not going to happen. But it gives them an advantage. I agree, but... It won't happen. It's one of those things where we're too far gone, right? Yeah, it's you, been you too needed, many. You it need should to, have been done since the beginning. You need to set a precedent out of right. the gate. But they didn't have the, the, the foresight to do it. And the other thing, too, is that's a really hard thing to do when a lot of those can change. A lot of those state taxes can change yep. year to year, you know, whichever 
government ruling bodies running yep. whichever state, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. It's a really hard thing that I, I I bet it was broached and they could not come to an agreement on it. And they yep. said, too bad. We leave it the way it is. Uh, we, uh, according to a texter, and thanks for keeping us in line, we forgot to mention Kucherov uh, as a winger. Yep. Yeah, that's best, a, yep. best winger in the league, arguably. Yep. And, and that contract nine seemingly five. looks great. And nine it's five for three more years at 9-5. Yeah. After and this year. He might win the Hart Trophy this year. Yep. He might. There's he might. a lot of guys that might. Yeah. Um, it's a wide open race. Oh, uh, yeah. It's flipping cold. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like bone chilling, like record, extreme cold. Stay safe. Bundle up. Cover your faces. Do whatever means necessary. Have you ever put the Vaseline on your face to keep your face warm? Have you ever done that move? No. <laughs> Heard of that. Yeah. That's something. People... What's the end goal? Oh, uh, Tom Coughlin in the 07 NFC Championship his in Green Bay. He still hasn't recovered yeah. from his red he had face. The, uh, he had the Vaseline on there during that. That was that was a nasty cold yeah. game. Yeah. What happens when you get to your destination <laughs> and you're warm? You just got Vaseline all over your face? You wipe I it off. I would imagine you wipe it off. What's the process? Like, I also... Warm towel. I don't know. I've dealt with acne in my life. Do I want to put Vaseline all over my face? It feels I like that. I'm, I'm trending for a breakout if I do that. Mm. But you're also your face will be warmer. Get a balaclava. Why I use yeah. the, the neck warmers? Yeah, like yeah. those thin ones. They just or maybe get a dicky. Sure. It's, yeah. Well, no, that that'd be dumb. <laughs> Keep your neck warm with a dicky. No, that's no. Don't Where do can, that. Can you go? Buy, can you go? Can I go to the mall today and buy a dicky? Can Dicky? Let me see. Can yeah. George at the core mall buy down, a dicky? You see me at, at the mall. The Simon says today. Dickies probably. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go get don't. a dicky. Get a two pack on Amazon. Eleven bucks. Yeah, a dicky. Hell of a deal. Nice. If you don't know what a dicky is, it's the turtleneck without the uh, actual shirt part. It's just yeah, the it's, neck part. It's just like an <laughs> undergarment. It's yeah. it's a bit of flair that is yeah. long gone. Yeah. You can only find them in museums and old folks' homes. How dare you! Um, we've asked you how to deal with the extreme cold. Extreme. 960, 960. Do you have some ideas? A lot of people chiming in on uh, GVP's car problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, GVP, I appreciate it. You're screwed. It's an electrical problem. It'll cost you 400 <laughs> Dang it. Uh, also got another texter who drove around a 67 Chevy <laughs> saying, you got to drive around with the windows cracked open a little bit. It won't freeze open. Just bundle up. That sounds fun. I feel like all the Chevy's Driving your windows open when it's minus 30. He's got deer foot home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, think I'm, I don't think I'm as tough as you, sir. I don't think I could do that. Okay. Yeah, well, I doubt it. He's driving a 67 Chev. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Two years running no heat in the 03 Cherokee. Again, I'm soft. I need the heat. Okay. Uh, what do we got on the test? He's line? got big muscles uh, that need to be warm. Yes. Oh, yes. We, yeah, let me just grab this one. Yeah. And. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Kevin in North Haven. Hey. Huh. The best thing COVID left us with working from home. There you go. Covid. Covid. Yep. That's true. <laughs> the covid. The that COVID. is true. Covid nineteen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Robin Lethbridge, what to do in the cold weather? Abandon this place and go south, forever. <laughs> okay. All right. Randy in Calgary. Randy. Cut the top off a took and use it as a face slash neck warmer. A took. <laughs> okay. Cut the top off. Yeah. So you just put it. Yeah, over. so you can pull it all the way down. Oh, it goes oh, over your neck. Cool. Yeah, okay. You, but you can also just like get neck warmers. Yeah, well. buy a, yeah. a dicky. No, a dicky. <laughs> Damn it. Sean in Capitol Hill. Cup of non-caffeine tea. My favorite blanket. Half hour on my favorite website and oh. a full bottle of Nyquil. Eyes shut for two days. What the hell was that? What? Excuse me. He's just gonna go to. What's, s- he's his going to favorite sleep. website for a half an hour. It takes you a half an hour. What's his favorite website? <laughs> Rob in Oak Ridge, 
cold hack, if your hands get chilly, put them between your buttocks. It's nature's pocket. Nature's pocket. Okay. Like I'm more of an armpit. What am I gonna like hammer my hands down my pants at work to keep them all I'm more of an armpit guy, but I have been known at Stampeder's practice too. Right down the pants, just to keep my hands. We were warm. lucky this year; it wasn't cold at practice. We had this one year. bad week, then yeah. they missed the playoff. <laughs> missed the playoffs? No, no they, they went no, on they the road in the playoffs. Yeah, they made yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> went on the road in the playoffs. It yeah. was warm in BC. Yeah, it, well, yeah. it was indoors, so yeah. it was nice. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. Jeff in Calgary, Milwaukee M12 heated hoodie and heated boot insoles, all battery operated. Mm-hmm. Insoles have a remote. Yeah, I was googling that M12 Milwaukee jacket. I think it was legit. Okay. Heated hoodie. Like that. Heated. Must be nice. Got any more for us? Yeah. All right. If my my keyboard was like, it's just doing twos. Like, what is it doing? Yeah, your keyboard's. <laughs> all right. <let's... laughs> what is happening? All right. <laughs> On that note, it's time to go. Uh, they uh, were they were really good stuff. Too bad you're gonna miss it. That's I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you. Today wasn't maybe our best show ever. Oh. But we were cold. It's my first show back. Speak for yourself. I thought I was great. You were great. I think yeah, you were I think you were great. Yeah, some good questions to Ross. Yeah. Yeah. You got really upset about something about the flames. The whole oh no, the Travis Kelsey thing yeah. you got upset about. Yeah. Um you think the airline shouldn't compensate you if somebody poops their pants in their seat? <laughs> it's not their fault. Okay. What do you got coming up? <laughs> What are you doing? Here? What do you got coming up on? He's, he's, he's taking the keys the off the keyboard. He's the two out. Our, our little handyman here, Patty Dumas. <laughs> Stupid thing. All right, what do you got coming up? Uh, we got Craig Morgan, uh, Coyotes writers from uh, phoenixsports.com. Obviously, that's the Plains opponent tonight. Okay. I like that people cover the Coyotes. It's a handful Somebody's of Somebody's got it. I think it's just It might him? be just Craig. Right? Is it just Craig, Mostly. literally? Yeah, it might yeah. be just Craig Morgan. And, and, and Heat Daddy. Heat Daddy. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah McClellan does the wild now. She doesn't <laughs> do the coyotes anymore. Hockey night in Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. All right. Apple, Google, Pit Vipers Spotify, and all. Amazon. Brent Cron will join us in studio. So I just wanted to throw an idea before we go. Uh-huh. I was thinking we play... Uh, Got the keyboard working again if okay. you want to play no, those. No, no, oh, okay. no, we're done. Right. No. Um, I was thinking about uh, <laughs> doing the sum of all flames tomorrow at 830. Oh, good. But okay, do it yeah, like no, I'm members. excited for it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a spin on it and maybe put some multiple choice answers for you and Cron. Put some okay. money on it. What? What? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Maybe we'll do better tomorrow. Maybe not. I don't know. It's cold. Stay warm out there. Talk it's to you tomorrow. tomorrow. Enjoy the game tonight. The pregame show's next. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu. Sit. Good dog.